Hey, it's Tony Bruski. If you enjoy this podcast, Real Ghost Stories Online, be sure to check out our other paranormal podcast, The Grave Talks, with new episodes every Monday and Tuesday. Just search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts. Now, here's a 15-minute preview of one of this week's episodes of The Grave Talks. Today on The Grave Talks, Escaping the Bothell Hell House. Linder is the man behind the story of the Bothell Hell House, a now infamous haunting in the Seattle area of Washington. The subject of much criticism and judgment, Keith has held steady in his story of what happened to him and his girlfriend while living in the house. What happened in the final days of Keith living in the house is what we're going to examine on today's episode of The Grave Talks. What happened to the previous owners of the house as well that ended in tragedy? What did Keith find out about the history of the property that the house now sits on? This is the story of how Keith views the life events that took place while living in the Bothell Hell House from a distance of time. We'll start out by asking, what does Keith feel about all the judgment that is thrown his way so frequently about his experiences in the Bothell Hell House? So when people come to me via the internet or email, um, I, I divide them into two categories. I've learned there are two categories. And those who said what you just said, um, typically more often than not, are just diehard fans of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Baggins, Ghost Adventures, can do no wrong. No house is haunted unless they say it is. If they don't get evidence, therefore the house is not haunted. Um, that's one category. Um, the second category of those who said eh, anybody could have drawn on a wall, it looks like spray paint. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of attention seeking. Um, those individuals I've learned over time after talking to them and vetting them like they vet me have very little understanding and knowledge of what a poltergeist is, mm-hmm. okay? Um, there's nothing written about poltergeist that says when they write on your wall, in your house, on your furniture, that the writing itself has to look like it came from outer space <laughs> or it has to look like it's supernatural. Poltergeist, and this is easily verifiable, your listeners can go look and research poltergeist themselves, it's very documented. Portuguese have been writing and drawing symbols on walls since the beginning of time, since man began recording. And they've always used, most often than not, items in the home. So I tell people who ask me that question is you have to look closer at the wall markings. You have to look closer in how the markings were applied, the application method, And you just can't give it a glance over in a knee-jerk reaction because that's just the skeptic in you or the cynic, I should say, talking. Um, 
people who are fans of Ghost Adventures or Zach Baggins, uh, I really can't reach them because they're just diehard fans of the show. Um, it's more entertainment than anything else when they watch the show. All that I can tell them is if you have a curiosity, um, go online and watch Demons in Seattle Uncovered. It's free on YouTube. It's an hour and a half documentary. It's put together by a paranormal team, a paranormal organization from the UK who lived in the home two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knows, and I, and, I, and I say this now in my book, uh, in both books, ghost adventures are only at the house five hours. That's it. Mm-hmm. Five hours. Anybody who's worth their grain and salt in the paranormal community knows five hours is zero. Yeah. It's just zero. Five hours going after a poltergeist is negative zero. You're really not going to get much. And that's fine. So those are generally my two answers uh, to that question. Do you regret having them come into your house? Uh, I used to, but not anymore. Uh, I tell people this only silver lining and there are only a few silver linings in this ordeal is if Ghost Adventures had came in the house and found one shriver of evidence, that's as far as I would have t- taken the case. Sad to say, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, more data, more evidence came as a result of them not finding anything because I had to get my name back. I had to get Tina's name back. I have to get our credibility back in the eyes of so many who just viewed, well, Ghost Adventures didn't find anything, therefore it's nothing there. No, there's something there, and the evidence that came after them uh, proves it. This is not me. These are researchers who lived in a home. Uh, the U.S. team lived in a home for a month. Uh, they investigated the home for eight months. And all that evidence is out there on the Internet on various YouTube channels, including mine. So, yeah, I, I kind of say now um, I'm kind of glad they didn't get anything because had they got, you know, a dust particle and claimed it was an orb or something, um, that's as far as it would have gotten with this case. And what we learned now, like I said, the wall markings, the analysis mm-hmm. that I did, um, that I thought they were going to do, um, we now know what that stuff is made out of. Yeah. When you look back on on that whole thing, that the whole fiasco of, of them coming into the house and, and doing their investigation before they were even there but when when you were contacted by the producers for that show what was your i guess goal of of them coming what what were you hoping to get out of them coming in and investigating your house at the end of that what what did you think was was going to happen yeah that's that's a good question because when um, the producers of the show found me they found me and Tina we didn't find them sure and um they made it known who they were with and what they were about. And the only thing that stuck out of mind, because I was I was new to the paranormal. I never heard the term Ghost Adventures or Zach Baggins, but mm-hmm. I know Travel Channel. Sure. And they said they were affiliated with the Travel Channel. And I know enough about the Travel Channel to say, okay, they must have they, they should have some resources available to them. They traveled the world over, mm-hmm. they go to countries, continents, investigating phenomena. Maybe they have seen these wall markings before elsewhere. Maybe they know um, 
a Catholic church or somebody who can come in. You know, there's resources. Yeah. And I thought that that's what they were going to do, but, but I was naive. I, I was equating the travel channel more than I was studying the term ghost adventures. And I, I later learned that one has nothing to do uh, with the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a hard lesson. But yeah, when, when they told me they were going to contact or come to the house, I actually thought that it was going to be multiple revisits to the house. Um, I know, and, I, and I've never done an investigation before, that with these spirits in our house, they can buy their time for a day. They can buy their time for half a day. They can definitely buy their time for five hours. And we didn't have any activity for the entire year of 2013. I wish people would really home in on that because 2013, we didn't have any activity. We did in 2012. Yeah. And obviously we did in 2014 and 2015. So if we didn't have any activity in 2013, that proves spirits can buy their time or lay low or whatever they do to not present themselves because five hours is, is, is nothing. So I was really hoping um, it would be a iterative investigation in that, hey, we, we're coming on day one, but we're going to be back. And we're going to bring other people because it, I don't know if you remember the episode. Um, Zach even said, we're not leaving here until we get to the truth, to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't get to the bottom of anything in five hours. Sure. Sure. Do you feel like, and this is kind of a retrospective looking back on the whole situation, that it was already judged, they already knew the angle they were going to take on your story before they even got there? Do you, do you think they, they had heard your story, they had done what what research, they had done what evidence, what information existed out there, and they already said going in, we're going to take the angle of, we don't believe this, this is going to be a, a great episode because it's it's different than the others, and that's how we're going to play this the whole way through, and then kind of followed that narrative over the the stunning five hours that they spent there. <laughs> well, uh, and, and, and I, I, well, they had two um, versions of the show. Mm-hmm. Had they found evidence during the short period of time that they were there, the world would have saw a different show. The world would have saw Ghost Adventures as being the hero, as the problem solver. Hey, another house we saved today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I truly believe they had two versions of the show, only because, keep in mind, the world only saw 45 minutes of the show. They filmed at least, and I'm not just I'm adding the B-roll stuff into it, at least five days worth of episode. Sure. Because the B-roll team were there three and a half days. Yeah. So they had a lot of stuff that never made it into the film that was laid on the cutting room floor. Also, people have to also list, look at to the time period of when Ghost Adventures were at our house. Ghost Adventures were at our house in November of 2014. Uh, I forgot his name, but one of their premier or founding members had just separated from the show. I think it was Aaron. Aaron or okay. one of the team members had just left the show. Also, there was a controversy coming out of Indiana of a demon house, the one that Jack made the documentary of, mm-hmm. that was hitting the paranormal airwaves. Uh, almost at the same time as mine. And I believe when Zach was coming to my house, he had either expressed uh, purchasing the house or was in the process of buying that house. 
So when the producers called me early November, they said, um, we want to be at your house in a matter of days, not weeks, not months. So it was very, I was very caught off guard about the speed of which they were. I was like, well, you guys are going to come in a matter of weeks? And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. But in the time period, because I know from talking to people who are connected to the show, who were um, very interested and surprised when one member left the show. And at that time, Ghost Adventures was getting a lot of criticism from the paranormal community as they make it look so easy. They make it look like every investigation yields results. Mm-hmm. And they were, getting, they were catching it from both ends. And then when uh, the other guy left, the question was, were some of the episodes faked? I don't know if it were or were not, but I know the question was asked. And then here comes Keith and Tina with this house in Bothell. And we're going to go down there. If we find something good, like I said, we got two demon houses. Zach is he's going to save the day. He's got the Indiana house, and he's got this house in Bothell. But if he doesn't find anything, and then a team member has already left the show, then no, we're going to we're going to turn the show around to make it look like that they either over exaggerated or faked everything. And 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 I and I've got it on good authority by talking to people close and connected to. Ghost Adventures and the Travel Channel that that was on everybody's mind prior to coming to our house. That's what I wonder about is just that being the mindset of every episode is, you know, oh my God, we're finding stuff and it's, you know, it's a home run every time. If the production almost had to say, we need to throw one in here that doesn't get results. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 I, I wonder about that when when we look at the timeline of everything. All right. Well, I don't want to I don't want to hang on all that for too long, but I thought we we needed to add some more time onto that topic because I wanted you to get your voice out there on this, uh, on the record for the audience, for the the critics, for all that of just hearing. You know, what what you get bombarded with, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure on a regular basis. I want to move back onto your story and onto the house. Um, you had alluded to in our previous interview, and I encourage the audience to go back and, and listen to our previous interview with you. And then we also talked to the investigators that you had talked about from the UK on a follow up episode and heard their story and their experiences. So everyone who wants to really dive deeper into this, I, I encourage go back and listen to those episodes. So first, before continuing on here, because this is really the continuation of the story, you had talked about the previous family that lived in the house very briefly and that you believe uh, there was something else going on there prior to you uh, and and your girlfriend at the time uh, finding residence there. Can you expound upon that a bit more on, on what you believe had gone on in the house prior to you taking residence? Well, yeah, there, uh, I had by luck, I had contacted uh, a family who had lived in the house five years before me and Tina moved in. I I contacted the wife, the mother. Hope you enjoyed this 15-minute preview of one of this week's two brand new episodes of The Grave Talks. To hear the rest and get new episodes every Monday and Tuesday right in your podcast feed, search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe or visit thegravetalks.com. We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes, rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. 
Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the HomeAdvisor app today to get started. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.